0: Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stenner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy where we will simplify all the steps in our online training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. Go to lannacenter.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hey friends, welcome back to the Gracefield Grit Podcast. Thank you for joining us in this three-part healthy habits series with my good friend Mindy Shriver. In the last two weeks, we've been talking about healthy eating habits and exercise And this week we will be diving into the healthy habits of mental health and from a Christian worldview. So Mindy is a family counselor and fitness expert and full of knowledge. She is a regular on this show. I'm sure you know her, but we are thrilled to have her once again. Welcome back, Mindy. Thank you, Lana. It's good to be here again. We're so glad to have you. So in this series, we've talked about healthy eating habits and exercise, and now we're gonna dive into the mindset and mental health from a Christian standpoint, mainly because the reason I wanted to do this is life is hard and sometimes we struggle to stay on the happy side of things and being productive. So for me, it's my productivity and joy come from leading a simple life that's very intentional and in tune with God And that is the goal for me, working in God's purpose and finding joy in his simple pleasures. But it is way easier said than done. So what are some positive habits to put into place for our mental health in this upcoming year? Hmm.
1: Well, I think when we think about positive habits, I think that people are going to have different ideas about what that looks like. But we can have some universal thoughts on what helps us feel Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally positive versus negative. And so I'm a big advocate for daily habits that create energy Mm -hmm. in our hearts, minds, body, soul, instead of daily habits that actually drain us. Like life is already stinking draining. Mm -hmm. And so we get into habits to cope that actually make it worse. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question, I find the first thing that someone could do first and foremost to create more energy is seek and reach out for community support. Mm-hmm. So if you can give me a little bit more example, like dial that question in a little bit more on what what you're looking for.
0: Yes. Well, just how, for those of us that in the listening audience that may be struggling with mental health um, and just kind of putting some things in place, what do you suggest? I mean, I know obviously the obvious ones are eating healthy, we've already talked about that. We know when we're eating good foods, we have energy, we're feeling better about things. We know exercise brings us endorphins and sometimes you're outside and you're getting the vitamin D and all that. So those two I think are a basic that we already know, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether we do it or not, we know it, but are there any other, healthy habits to put in place. I mean, I love what you were saying about community because in this day and age, like right now, I mean, you're my friend, you, you're literally sitting in your house, nine minutes from my house, but we're (laughs) here on Zoom and pretty much, you know, the meetings I've had all last week were all on Zoom. Um, You know, I did, I, I have stopped doing online church. I found a church out in California that I loved and it was keeping me from going to my local church. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to church. Many of us found other avenues for church during COVID Mm -hmm. online that are not our local community. And, you know, I think that is not what God intended the church to be. Um, So I'm glad that you brought that one up, but are, you know, and you can dive deeper into that. Are there other things that you would say that are good, healthy habits for us?
1: healthy habits for creating positive energy and i apologize apparently i'm getting some texts right now but You're i don't know how person. i don't know how to turn them off i've got my phone shut off so i'm confused about it's that good. sorry it's for the listener We're real life it's over. real that's right so here's the deal Positive energy is just what I say. And I don't mean energy from like a universal God standpoint. We're not, we're not, um, new agers here. I'm talking about just energy within your body to do stuff, to be, um, excited about conquering your day, to be that woman, you know, where, where Satan's like, Oh crap, she's awake, you know, that like that, that little thing. That's what we're looking for. And so first and foremost, yes, community support because while it was kind of fun to sit around our houses in our pajamas for, a year and a half, two years and do Zooms like we have, that was helpful for getting stuff, some things done and it was helpful for, for slowing our bodies down. Um, ultimately, we found ourselves getting a little too comfortable mm-hmm. sitting, first yeah. of all, and, and not having face-to-face community together, truly other people's um, bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we respond to other people's love, to handshakes, to hugs, to -to face-to-face eye contact. So if you're not already doing that, get back in a community. And I will say, statistically, churches, uh, you know they're really only at like 70% um, capacity still at this point. So to speak to that one point you made about getting back into your local community church, vitally important. What I also want to say is maybe your community is a community that's bringing you down. I will never stop talking about that, you know, you are the sum of the five closest people around you. That is the the wisest thing I ever heard in my early 30s, because I had a group of friends, honestly, who I was trying to keep up with and trying to um, navigate difficult, dramatic relationships that were just adding more heaviness and more weight to my life. And so that's something I think women I think women maybe perhaps struggle with that a little bit more than men. Maybe that's making a a sexist comment. I don't really know, but I don't care. I think it's true. And so being really, really intentional about the people that we hang around with, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's vitally important. So don't just go out and find community. Find a specific community that will bring positive energy, Christ-centered, gospel-centered energy to your life, and that you can live out the life that you are intended to that, listen that could mean even setting some strong boundaries and some distance between you and some family members mm-hmm. i don't want to say it i hate i hate it but it's true so if mm-hmm. other people don't want to get health and healing for themselves and they're bringing you down to a level that you don't want to be at anymore set mm-hmm. some boundaries here's the problem with that it feels lonely so sometimes we go back to the space that feels familiar when we're just like, okay, I got I to gotta set boundaries. Now I'm feeling lonely. Let me go back to it. No, don't. Go find a new set of friends. Go find some new people to hang out with that are, have the same types of goals and aspirations and Christ-centered life as you do. And and I will also say like, just moving from community on to other things that we will use for coping strategies, to coping mechanisms. Um, I, listen, I'm I'm going to raise my hand and say I've been guilty of this myself, and it's just something I've really changed. But drinking wine at night, like a lot of women I know our age, um yes, we've
0: talked about this issue, definitely. Y-
1: yeah, like wine is um it's like the acceptable
0: alcoholic beverage, it's right? It's the classy one at I mean, at its finest, and it's not <laughs> people don't think of it as self numbing, no, sitting no. there watching TV with your spouse. Yeah, wine, but it has gotten out of control.
1: I yeah, like they, there's no place for it to happen like every day. And I know other countries, they have it at dinner. They have it in a different way, in a different experience. Um, but I also know just way too many people. And I, I began to be guilty of this. I don't mind admitting that, uh, of drinking one to two glasses of wine several nights a week. Um, again, this happened when I got my daughter's home in the very beginning, you know, like nine years ago. And, um, and my own father, who actually is an alcoholic, he's the one that came to me. and was like, Mindy, we need to have a conversation. Uh-huh. And I was like, who are you to talk? To? You know, you've been in and out of rehab your whole life. You've never been dependable. He was like, that's why I'm talking to you. Like, you've never been this way. And I'm noticing that you're drinking wine like every day, like you understand who your father is. Right. And so my point is like, that's become a socially acceptable thing. It's not okay. Is it okay to have a glass of wine? You know, once a month, or you know, once every a couple of times. Yes, absolutely. That's not like a sin, but when we get into a space where we're doing it to cope, it's the same thing with coffee. Mm-hmm. I wonder to myself, like, okay. why? Oh no,
0: are <laughs> oh, no. well, you going there? Well, I am going <laughs> there because be
1: <laughs> I have been convicted most recently, and it really just wondering why do I put things in my body that don't create that positive energy? You know, what? Like, why have I created this coffee habit? Like, it's just a it's almost just like a stupid American thing, you know. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't know how else to put it. Like yeah. it's just this habit of like hotness and coldness, and like if I feel a little bit tired in the afternoon, why am I grabbing coffee instead of a bag of almonds? Mm-hmm. Right? What's going to give me sustained energy? Not that broccoli and almonds. Yeah, let's bring that to work with us instead of an afternoon coffee. And so, what are we doing? that provides like actually in the long run, a lower amount of energy that doesn't serve our bodies well and actually creates more brain fog. Too much coffee, it actually has the opposite effect. Most of us are aware of that. So when it comes to creating healthy habits to create positive energy, look at the things in your life that are truly coping strategies Mm -hmm. to deal with whatever else feels heavy, Mm -hmm. in turn that makes you feel more heavy. Social media, well, I hate, God, I feel like I'm being really authentic here, right? But like, one thing, I don't know how I got to this place, but right before Christmas, I was super convicted because I found myself pulling up my phone in the mornings, like, you know, cause this is our alarm clock, it's our phone, it's our calendar, it's mm-hmm. everything now. Yeah. And I would get my phone and turn the alarm off and I just got into a habit of opening Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I would lay there for 20 minutes and that's how I would start my day. Like, what was wrong with me? And then I kept wondering why I was low on energy, why I didn't have a positive attitude during the day. Another thing I felt convicted about is um, I like to listen to a certain newscaster. He's not always the most positive person. Like, why was I... start? That actually started out of the pandemic, you know, yeah. when I was... we Everyone had the ticker, CNN, and CNN was no longer CNN. It was um, the COVID-19 network, right? And so... <laughs> we had its sticker on it's like every day we were glued to the news like what happened then we had so much political tension um and so i, I found myself starting my day with social media and my slightly negative favorite newscaster i'm not going to tell you who he is because i don't want you to judge me but i why I'm am sure I, I already ast- know but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i why am i not starting my day with praise and worship music right and yes. I don't know, I mean start my day because I do actually most of the time work out and like read some scripture. But I mean, like while I'm getting ready in the morning, I mm-hmm. was putting on the newscaster to just k- keep up with the latest junk that was happening in our horrible government. And so uh, it would just, I would, then I would go to work with this like negative, why am I not having praise and music worship, mm-hmm. you know, or a good positive podcast on instead. So, so what are the habits that you've created out of survival for the last few years? Mm -hmm. And maybe your last few years has nothing to do with COVID and the craziness in the world. Maybe your last few years has everything to do with raising teenagers or just being a mom or just Going through menopause and just feeling drugged, just hold, Maybe your husband left you. Maybe you've, Lana. You just had this big grapefruit-sized thing come out of your head a few years ago. Like maybe you're too, like yes. Lana, and you've been recovering from literal brain surgery and life transition. So whatever your thing is, I bet you picked up some negative mm-hmm. coping mechanisms along the way. And so I, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I feel you pretty are, passionate you about are,
0: it. And I'm so glad. Because one of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, how do you get out of a bad habit? But you just answered that by saying you replace it. I mean, so instead of Instagram or instead of news, which, you know, I am so glad you brought that up because we all need, I mean, of course, (laughs) you know, I make my living off of Instagram and online arena, but I am very, very much guarded. We, my husband was sending me a recipe through Instagram and I said oh don't send it through there because then I'll have to go get my phone and then I'll be working again like Mm -hmm. send it through emails send it through something else because that's hard for me to just look up a recipe yeah Instagram all of a sudden an hour later I'll be liking my friends things or I'll be planning a new reel and just setting those boundaries but what you mentioned also is replacing it Mm -hmm. you know for example like if I'm in that angsty, you know, if I have a lot on my head and I'm going out and I'm going to do my morning, you know, I'll, I'll walk like an hour or hike an hour instead of maybe a podcast or something that could work me up on politics or something. Um, I need it to be my Bible reading app amen. just to clear my head and get myself back in tune with God, get my priorities straight. I'm outside breathing, you know, fresh air, sun's starting to come up. And I think what you said, replacing things is so important. I mean, I got in a habit, you know, a while back and mine was right at bedtime. I wanted cheese and grapes and crackers every single night. Mm-hmm, and you know, we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, this is after nine o'clock at night and I'm laying there, you know, and I'm like, okay, these are all wonderful things, but I'm it's losing the special, you know, piece of how it fun that is. If I'm doing that every night, it's not good for my body. I shouldn't be eating this late, you know. And so I definitely replace that with reading some other things. But um, I think what you mentioned about replacing whatever that time frame is, if you're stressed, if you feel like you need to grab something or do something, a bad habit, replacing that with something that is healthy is good.
1: Yeah. I would be doing a disservice if I just left it at that from a counseling standpoint, because we know that the brain is, the body is a lot different than just saying, just replace it. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't just tell an alcoholic, just replace it. Yeah. Why are you abandoning your family and wrecking your whole life? Just replace it. What's wrong with you? Like, I don't want to leave the conversation like that. So when it comes to like breaking a bad habit necessarily, so if you've identified a bad habit I also want to call a coping mechanism right. oh, <laughs> for, yeah. for whatever stress you have in your life. Have you identified it? Then first maybe ask yourself, well, where did this come from? Why am I doing this? I just mentioned to you maybe why I picked up listening to my, um, negative, not so positive, um, person, uh, political person in the mornings why I like blow dry my hair and stuff that I never did that. Mm-hmm. I never did that before this pandemic and like all this political crazy tension the last few years. I did that because A, I was curious, but then it turned into like annoyance and then it turned into like passionate, I don't know even what it was, but like find out why. Mm-hmm. Number two, maybe, you know, again, if I can pull up the the wine drinking, like, mm-hmm it wasn't just wine also, it was ice cream. Like I would also find myself a couple times a week behind, um, we have this place called Sheridan's here in Kansas oh, City. And and it's, a, we have a local spot and I would just feel so much conviction because I was a personal trainer with a, with a local uh, boutique style gym where I catered to women and I would be parked behind there, like hoping no one would see my car <laughs> behind the building, eating Sheridan's as a stress relief. So like, I'd have to, I, I still have to say like, why am i here why am i hiding where does this guilt come from so i want to encourage you first find out why there could be some reasons from your childhood Mm -hmm. right some reasons that are pure trauma responses as to why you're doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. um i would say even for like an alcoholic or an addict we we want to go into that trauma what what are you covering up what are you what are you nurturing for what's your body really longing for so ask that question first so that when Okay, let me just tell you. Let me just confess. Today is my first day of cutting out coffee in my life.
0: <laughs> you're doing very good. I, have, I I don't know. I spent, let me just. I tell wish you. I could be you, but yeah. I I've, I've already had two cups, and I've I'm done already this already. Dreaming of my next <laughs> one know. when I get off. So it's, it's I that don't addicting care about wine, but when you're talking coffee and ice cream, you're ringing my bell there.
1: It's that addicting. So here's here's the deal. I have done this before, and every time I feel better. Every time mm. I cut coffee out of my life, I feel better. Um, now I also have to confess that I'm not a, just a black coffee drinker. I have to put yummy things inside of my coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I'm not condemning you if you do that. Cause I do that, but you know, even I do that
0: in December only, okay. Right. You did. You did tell
1: <laughs> so me that I'm already trying to get
0: off of the creamer. I'm done. Yeah, so Cause far. it's addictive too. Cause it's sugar it is. sugar is as
1: addictive as caffeine or as cocaine. Yeah. But so, okay. So what I'm trying to say is I feel better every time I do this. And I just like hit me, like I, I, I stopped drinking wine consistently a long time ago because I knew it was a problem, but like, it just hit me like, why the heck am I doing this thing mm-hmm. that provides no like literally no nourishment right. for my body? Zero, zilch, nothing. And um wh- where's it coming from? what wh- Why am I doing it? Like, okay, so I'm walking through the church. I work at a church. So I just came home to do this podcast mm-hmm. all day long everyone around me was drinking their coffee in the office. <laughs> yep. I was in every, so it was just like this heightened sense of awareness of every trigger and every, I'm not kidding you guys. I had such a heightened sense of awareness because I have asked myself this question, you know, what does this come from? Why do I like this so much? Every time I saw someone take their coffee cup to their mouth, I was triggered. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. felt, I felt an urge to make my own self a cup, a cup of coffee. And then I had to remember Mindy, you're cutting coffee out of your life again because you know you feel better without it. So learn your habits, learn your triggers, learn the why behind it. And I oh, think you'll God. be more successful because then whenever you're walking through the hallway at church or you're standing next to the coffee station at work, you, you or you smell, you smell it. Oh my gosh, oh, the yeah. triggering, that's yeah. going to happen right. Whenever people start making it in the lobby is the afternoon coffee is coming. As soon as I get back to work, I'm going to smell it when I walk back in and it's going to feel triggering. Then I can say, okay, brain, Mm -hmm. slow down, stop. So here's the second part of that. After you've learned why, and you're prepared for your triggers, make a plan. Mm -hmm. I cannot stress this enough. So this is the part that comes prior to replacing it. Understand it, learn it, know it, ask why, ask why it's comforting, ask why you do it at a certain time you do it, whatever the habit is, then make a plan, 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 Plan by, for me, what I did is went and got a massive thing of green tea. Mm-hmm. So I have green tea at home. I've got green tea in my car. I've got green tea in my bag. I've got green tea everywhere. So that all I have to do is replace it with green tea, which does provide good things for my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we all know that your plan is going to be interrupted. hmm and you're going to have to take some deep breaths and you're going to have to dig deep into some scripture and you're going to have to go lord i don't want to drink this thing again right i need your strength because i can't work in my own strength with sugar alcohol drugs caffeine whatever it may be mm-hmm. porn sex whatever your bad habit is there is a time when you are not strong enough you're just not mhm and you have to tap into to God's strength to overcome that. So the last thing I would say for you to do um, is to track your progress. I think nothing's more powerful for you to, um, I do that here with our 90 day healthy habits journal. um, And I teach women to do that there, but nothing's more powerful when you can see your progress and you can track it. Then as you're continuing to learn more about yourself in your healthy habits, you can say, well, why did I break that habit there? Why did I decide on that random day 13, what happened in my life? Oh, I got in a fight with my husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, my kid called me a bad name and cussed me out. My teenager, I'm saying teenager just because that's what they do sometimes. Uh, I'm whispering it. If you're listening and you have little kids, it's coming. Anyway, <laughs> be prepared. Um, but, you know, my mom died, you know, or for me, like my dad let me down again. My dad's an alcoholic. That happens. He, I get let down quite a bit. And so what was it on day 13? If you're tracking it and you're noting, hmm You're going to be able to make and then start off off again. Okay, why am I doing it? Oh, I already know why, because I tracked. Okay, let me make a plan. Okay, let me, and you're
0: just going to get better and better. I love that. I love that. And I, I do want to bring up one of the things that you mentioned in our previous episodes. I don't know if it was on eating or if it was on exercise, but you explained a word picture that I've thought about many, many times. Week. Yes. And I have no idea what you're talking happy. about. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've heard it all. So rarely do I hear something that I go, Oh, wow, that totally makes sense. But I never thought of that. When you were talking about habits, and you had mentioned a dog going out, and of course, my word picture is my goats. Because goats. when we let our goats out, and they go up to the front pasture, they take the same path and they wear this divot into the grass. Oh. And then when it's time at night for them to come back, they come back in the exact same way. And so we just drill mm. these habits. And you had mentioned how our brain is drilling this path just like my goats do. You were talking about dogs, but I'm yep. thinking in my head same about thing. goats because we have actual paths that we've t- tried to you know, put seed down and all that and they just wear it down. And now it's like literally six inches deeper than the rest of the yard because they just keep going back (laughs) over this thing. So I love that you shared that's kind of how, you know, you have to make a point to make a different path. If you just are sitting around waiting, you're going to go right back on that same path if you don't intentionally make a different path.
1: Listen, Lana, that is such a good description, and, and you're such a goat person, and, and your followers are such like farming goat people. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the right term? Farming goat people? Is that the right oh, term yes. for your crowd? Um, you should write a blog on this. Seriously. You should. Because that is the actual image of what you're creating in your brain every time you reinforce that glass of wine or that one habit that you don't really like to do but you yes. just keep going back to it because the second your foot the second that goat stops or steps into that debit mm-hmm. it feels so familiar to him or her that they're gonna run the rest of the way in order to get to the goat house or whatever that goat yeah. is doing right yeah. and so again it just feels so familiar and so good to the body that we're gonna we're just gonna we're going to go back. We have to intentionally say, no, I'm going to make a step on a different path today and step on the grass instead of this dirt path. And I'm going to go head towards that tree over there. Whatever it is, like, this is such a great image. You should take pictures of this thing that your goats (laughs) do. You should make a video about it and talk about habits because it's exactly what our brains do. We have to be intentional. We have to plan. We have to understand why does this feel so good to my feet Well, because I've been doing it for years and I know exactly where I'm headed. If I can step right on this path, I know exactly where I'm headed and it feels comfortable. This feels a little uncomfortable here in the grass area.
0: Girl, that's good right there. I I, I keep helping you out
1: with your content. I think I did that last time too. You are good,
0: man. (laughs) You are good, you are good. Okay, another area I would love to have you speak to. So moms, 40 and above. Uh, transitioning from caretaker to teens to college age, moving out, adult children, it's hard. Moms are struggling. And I, our world here always focuses on the new moms. And I'm not knocking the new moms. The little, moms of littles, they're just exhausted. I get it. I've been there. We spend a lot of time. There's a lot of mommy bloggers out there. There's a lot of content out there. You get to this stage of 40 and above and it's kind of like crickets <laughs> and it's girlfriends. will talk about it around at dinner and they'll complain and all that. But we don't have people out there in the industry or I'm sure there are, but it's just not read of readily available. Speak to those moms because our sense of purpose changes and so many women go through the struggle or even depression during this phase um, speak to that and how how they manage that, how they keep from making these divots and bad habits. They they want to turn from you know they used to, every night used to be sitting in bleachers taking their kiddos to a sporting event, and now it might be sitting watching Netflix, drinking wine or whatever it is. Speak to those women specifically that are feeling the mental health issues of do I have a purpose here or my purpose is changing? I don't know who I am. I quit the workforce to be a stay-at-home mom 30 years ago. Now, what do I do? My skills are, you know, that kind of thing. Speak to that for a minute. Mm
1: -hmm. I love that verse. And I'm horrible at memorizing verses, but that one verse in the Old Testament somewhere, it's the Proverbs, I think it's Psalms, to every time there's a season. Uh, Seasons,
0: Ecclesiastes, yes. Okay. I was way off. You guys
1: don't don't (laughs) judge me.
0: Psalms are good. Psalms and Proverbs are
1: good too. Everything in there is Please, good. Please, yeah, so, yes. So maybe you can note that time. But listen, Satan would no, would love nothing more than for you to just waller in your sadness and believe that your whole identity was wrapped up in the 20 years, let's say, 20 plus years oh, yes. of momming. And running and over functioning for everyone and uh, serving, they would want nothing more mm-hmm. than f- Satan would want nothing more for you to just stay stuck in that space. But just like it says in Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. you know, there's a season for everything and there's a time for everything. And God never meant for you to just be a mom running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. And so much to give. Lana, I, I have to be honest, I think you are a really great example, like walking, talking example, uh, living that out and loving this phase of your life. And so um, Thank I'm you. not trying to.
0: And I will say it to encourage any moms feeling that way. Um, I'm having the time of my life. I was so caught up, like, oh, 50s, you know, the aging thing. And you know, I was a stay at home mom. So what am I going to do with, you know, having every night to myself, not with my rear end is not numb from sitting in a bleacher watching sports or something. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is wonderful. I mean, Mm -hmm. we get this time while we're still healthy and we still feel so good to follow our dreams. And I mean, I want to encourage moms that are like (laughs) dealing with those teens that are still in the house and, struggling, good things are getting ready to come. Mm. It's uh it's a good it's a good phase.
1: You've given me so you've given me personal encouragement. Um uh, if you don't know this, I have my youngest children are two seniors, they're about to graduate. So we're moving into the empty nesting phase. And so just having a few friends your age, Atlanta, that are just a few years older than me have been helpful to see like what can I do um to be to get ahead of this, to be proactive. I I I've never wanted to be the mom who was just sitting around Um, crying. I know I will cry. But oh, good example is yesterday, we had a three hour football banquet at at Liberty North. right? (laughs) Liberty North's banquets are the worst. They're the worst for so long. And it was football. So it was the biggest program of the whole wide world. And so we're sitting there and I had to ask myself, why am I not crying right now? What is wrong with me? Is there something it's wrong glad with me, it's getting ready to be over. girl? I was. <laughs> I walked out of there and I said to my husband, "I was like, I, to, I, I'm ready to go. This yeah. is the second to last banquet I have now. Was I mourning the fact that I've been a, a football mom for like 17 years? Yeah, I've been a football mom for 17 years, but <laughs> I was just ready. Like oh, yeah. my kid is ready." He yeah. could have played you know for a small high school. he could have played for a small college if he wanted to uh, but he didn't he was ready to move on he's tired of the hard work you know, he's he' was a good football player he's a good student but he's ready to move on why am I stuck there yeah no my kids are ready our kids are ready to grow up they are just ready to grow up and be adults why do we want to stay in that season right. so I just walked out of there and I laughed and I was like I feel like I should cry, but I'm not. No, oh, no. Oh, goodness. I don't have to, I'm tired of coming to this stinking you need to place. Cel-
0: I'll celebrate with you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we went to a wrestling tournament to watch. My son's now a coach. Oh, and right. I spent the last 20, 30 years sitting, you know, watching wrestling. We just walked in just, you know, for an hour before we went out to dinner this weekend and it's like, get me the heck out of this gym. I do not, you know, my husband's sitting there. Oh, I miss this. I miss it. I'm like,
1: get me out of here. Get me out. No, no, no. I, I miss my goats already. No, right. But really I, what I want to, what I do want to say and more of a practical tip about being at this age, and we did touch on this, I think on the last couple, I don't know which podcast, but what you really need to do when you're, if you're feeling depressed and down during this time is, um. Is look into your hormones. Mm-hmm. Your hormones are going to play tricks on your mind, um, and and look into your diet. What do you eat? What what you're eating and putting in your body has never. Been, I mean, it's always been important, but you 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 had the opportunity in your twenties and thirties to ignore it, mm-hmm. but it it becomes so vitally important um, when your joints become like achy, and you're like, what in the world? I just sat on the ground for 15 minutes and my knees hurt getting up. What is this thing? (laughs) Um, More than anything, the more practical tip that I hope that you come away with, if you're listening to this and you're in your forties and you're about to become an empty nester is uh, getting control of what you're putting in your mouth and what you're putting in your body, which is exactly what we just talked about. Some of those bad habits, Mm -hmm. drinking wine, drinking coffee, too much sugar, Um, the things that you were doing in your twenties and thirties to cope with life, they don't serve you well, always in your forties and fifties. And so you have to reevaluate, get some blood work. And I don't, we talked about this too, not just from a regular doctor, try going to a functional doctor, your hormones will lie to you. Well, actually, no, your hormones will tell you the truth about what you're putting in your body. That's what I say. But then you're you will have an emotional conversation with yourself thinking that there's something wrong with you. Oh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, I just can't move on. Also, your hormones are changing.
0: Yes. That is so good. So good. So good. Mindy, thank you for coming on today. You are just a wealth of knowledge and through the last, if those of you that are listening, if you have not listened to the first two episodes of our Healthy Habit series, um, it is good stuff. You definitely wanna go back and listen to those. Mindy, tell us where our friends here can find you online if they're not already following you.
1: Yeah, so our website is gospelcenteredhealth.com. Just simply go there, you can find us on the website, you can email me at Mendy, it's M-E-N-D-Y, not regularly spelled, M-E-N-D-Y at GospelCenteredHealth.com. Um, it, social media is not my favorite place in the world um, these days, but you can find me on Instagram at GospelCenteredHealth.com or my personal Instagram, which just has, I don't know what's on it from day to day, uh, sometimes political things I'm going <laughs> to Um, I like the Babylon Bee. I really like that Babylon Bee. Um, But you could find me there at Mindy Shriver and then also on Facebook, GospelCenteredHealth.com. I am on Twitter, but I'm not active there. Yes, yes.
0: So tell us um, before we sign off of here a little bit about the Bible study, the Healthy Habits Bible study you have going on.
1: Yeah, so I wrote a Bible study uh, while I was in graduate school. Who does that? I don't know, weird people right? do extra work. Uh, But I was in a space in my life that was just really, really difficult. And, And a lot of the things that we talked about today, I was struggling with and have been working myself out of those things for the last few years. It came down to learning what habits I had used to cope with the last, you know, at that point, seven years of having adopted a couple of kids, you know, merging a multicultural family together. Uh, My husband had a stroke, just like all building houses, like all the bad habits that I had created that led to weight gain, lack of sleep, um, depression, sadness, honestly, one, I mean, just... One time I drove across the state and never wanted to come back. I, I turned around. I did turn around, but
0: <laughs> like That's I drove-I know, right? <laughs> but I you literally don't
1: want to went, be on that side of the <laughs> state. <laughs> no, not. I got I got past Columbia and almost to Kingdom City on highway 70, you know. But I mean it was just like a day, I just felt like crap. I literally drove through Starbucks got a cup of coffee and got on the highway and started driving. I mean, I had just lost it one day. Like I just, I was emotional. And so out of all of those things um, came this Bible study called the Healthy Habits Bible study. And it's um, an eight week program where we look at the word of God. And we really, we clean out our pantry in the beginning. It does have videos with it. Um, I'm really proud of the work that I've put into it along with it. You can couple it with a 90 day healthy habits journal because I believe in tracking it. And so, uh, I'm really proud women of that work.
0: Women are doing it on their own. They're doing it in groups. They're doing it at their churches. I mean, it can be across different platforms, right? Absolutely. Thank you for raining me in because I was rambling a little bit. But yes, you can order
1: this and do it on your own, which we do have women doing. You can order this and do it in your neighborhood. Uh, you can plug and play because we've got, Everything you need is actually online. Currently, I'm about to run. It starts in four weeks, and we already have 18 people signed up uh, in our local church at Pleasant Valley. We're about to uh, actually do this together as a Bible study within our church, so you can do it within your church, too.
0: Uh I love that. I love that. Mindy, thank you for coming on. You are a wealth of knowledge. I'm sure we'll bring you on later in the year. Um, Blessings to you and friends. I look forward to our next episode next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Lana. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Gracefield Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode, and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.